Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And this week's episode is some information that I'm going to share with you from my alchemy circle. Now, many of you know that I have a private mentoring group. Um, I work with several energy healers and seekers in the alchemy circle. And there is a lot of discussions that we have and a lot of practices that we do together throughout the year. And in fact, in September, we will be meeting every morning to practice Reiki together. And if you want more information about that, just go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. But what I wanted to share with you today is a conversation, um, some information that I recently shared with the group about tradition and how we learn from tradition, but how we can also use tradition to evolve in our personal practice. And the reason I wanted to share this with you today is because I know that as we come into this work, whether you are a Reiki practitioner or no matter what you practice, a lot of people wonder how far they're supposed to go. Um, A lot of people have experiences that weren't necessarily taught to them in class and then they question the validity of their personal experience. And there are just so many layers around this work and what different people believe, how they practice, what they teach on and on. And I personally see the value in a lot of different ways of looking at all of it. But ultimately, my goal is always to support you in evaluating your own path, your own way, and learning to trust your own experience through no matter what it is that you practice. So again, we'll just have a really quick conversation about tradition and the possibility of evolving beyond whatever it is that you may have been taught and how that works through our practice. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side. Hello, beautiful alchemist. Happy Wednesday. I am here with um, some insider information for you. So this week, um, what I wanted to talk to you about is the value of tradition. Um, In the alchemy circle, we have been doing some exploration. And on Tuesday, we discussed the Hierophant in tarot. So those of you familiar with the Hierophant, the Hierophant represents many things, um, institutions and um, mentor, um, higher learning, seeking higher wisdom guidance, so many different layers to this card. But in the conversation, what one of the things we discussed was traditions, um, the traditions that have been passed down to us through our family, through our cultures, Um, different traditions that we may still practice or connect with, and even those traditions that no longer feel aligned with us. And for many people, um, one of the interesting things that came up is the wounding that a lot of us have around what may have been passed down to us in terms of belief. So if you were um, taught or told that you had to uphold certain beliefs or there would be consequence for not um, believing certain things, 
a lot of people hold some wounds around that, a lot of fear around that, even if they have given themselves an opportunity to move on to what feels more in alignment with them, there still may be some residual fear and guilt associated with veering from what was veered, um, drilled in so deeply of like, you have to believe to belong. And so this comes up in a lot of different ways. Um, and again, you know, for some, it could be religion. For some, it's just, you know, it could be politics. It could be um, your peer group having a certain point of view about certain things. And um, we also talked about how these last few years have been very polarizing where, where people don't agree on certain topics or people don't agree on certain um, collective issues. There have been a lot of, there's been a lot of dissension between friends and family and so on. But in all of that, if any of that is coming up for you or you have encountered all of that, um, one of the main things is making sure that we have not only compassion for ourselves, acknowledge where there is opportunity for healing for ourselves, but also having some compassion and understanding for others. Because the truth of the matter is right, wrong, or indifferent. We all have our perspectives. We all have our point of view. And a lot of times when people try to impose their views on us or impose their beliefs on us, again, whether it was religion or something otherwise, they are doing it because they believe that it will help us. A lot of times it's done to, in their point of view, to support us. It could be done out of love. It could be done out of their own fear. But having some compassion and understanding um, for, you know, some spaces where we may disagree, but really looking at the why beneath um, why someone may be um, trying to convince you of something other than what is right and true for you. But also remembering that you have authority and you have choice in what you personally believe in and what you feel aligned to and with. And it's not always necessary to feel that we have to defend our own rightness as much as it's more important to be accepting of our own um, stance or where we believe for ourselves. So that aside, um, going back to the Hierophant and traditions, I wanted to talk a little bit today about upholding tradition. And the reason this is coming up is because, you know, again, some of us struggle with do I hold on to the way things were? There are many people who feel like the past is the past. It's time to move on and do things differently. But there is a lot of value in tradition. And there's a, a lot of value in upholding certain traditions. And what I'm going to talk about today is very, very specific to the realm of healing arts and the work that a lot of us are doing. So there are some very ancient traditions around meditation, um, how that can be done, how it should be performed. And, you know, a lot of those traditions, we can learn from the foundation of what supports us in connecting with our own higher consciousness and learning to manage our own minds. And there are so many different methods and styles of meditation to choose from. But the beauty is that because these traditions and practices have been upheld, we still have access and understanding to a lot of what has been passed down. Now, of course, a lot of you here are here because you practice um, Reiki or maybe interested in Reiki. 
And there were some traditions that were very, you know, foundational in that practice when um, Yusui began practicing this technique and sharing and teaching. Now, of course, there is a lot that is lost in um, just history itself, although a lot of people do research to find out what um, as much as we can about what was more of the original practice of Reiki. There's also a lot that has been lost in translation and in cultural difference going from the Japanese cultures and philosophies, teachings and practices, and how that has been translated into the Western world. And also some things that may have been totally left out because of the thought that it wouldn't be understood by Westerners. So there are some people um, who try their best to uphold the tradition of this practice. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, like we can't be so rigid as to say we have the absolute truth and what the tradition was in its original state, because we may not never ever really know that. But we can be very thankful that many people have tried to uphold the tradition, uphold the, um, get as close to the original practices as possible. So again, that information could be passed down to us in whichever way that it has been. Now, if these traditions and teachings were just gone and lost, a lot of us wouldn't be here today talking about Reiki, I mean, at the very least. But again, thankfully, certain things are maintained, upheld. And there are some people who really feel drawn to and called to maintain traditions and certain practices, no matter what the lineage is. It could be a lineage of Tai Chi. It could be a lineage of Vodou. It could be a lineage of anything. And there are people that are going to stick as close to the original practice or tradition as it was passed down. And there's absolute beauty in that because again, we get to maintain the teachings. Now, on the other side of that, what we talked about with the Hierophant is a lot of what is given to us is very foundational. And while it may seem like it's very detailed, let's say, for example, you go to a Reiki level one class, you learn the foundation, you may learn the Reiki Gokai, you may learn um, you know, uh, how to do laying of hands, the standardized hand positions for some lineages um, will teach that. You may learn the basics of meditation. You may learn very foundational aspects of the practice itself, but you as a student are not meant to just rely on what was fed to you by the teacher. How deep you go into the practice is going to be determined by you and your diligence and commitment to regular practice. And not just practice like sitting and laying of hands, but how you apply the different tools and aspects. So how you apply the Gokai into your everyday life, how you, if you go on to level two, how you work with the symbols and apply the teachings of the symbols into your everyday life. The teachers, the mentors, even the lineage holders, those who hold the keys to tradition and are upholding foundation of um, how things have been done, even those that are trying to do it as close to the original 
origin of what was taught, anyone who takes practices in are going to have an experience that is very unique to them. So the beauty of tradition is it gives us the foundation and it also can be like the key to unlock a door. But you as a practitioner, you as um, the person taking in the teachings and applying them, you're the only one that can go deeper beyond just the foundation of whatever the tradition may be. And again, I'm talking in the realm of spiritual work, energy healing, these types of things, because there are some layers to this that can't be taught by your teacher, will only be unlocked and revealed through your own practice. Now, I wanted to talk about this to highlight again, the value of tradition, the value of those who work very hard to research and maintain the way things have always been done, because again, that's how we get access to the information itself. There's absolute beauty and value in that. However, there are also those who allow themselves to evolve beyond that. Because again, we're all going to have a very individualized personal experience once we apply the teachings. So what Reiki has been on my path may not mirror exactly what it has been to you. We may have some similarities, but there may be differences in one, how we practice. There may be one difference in how we apply the tools and the principles of the technique. And then we also may have very different experiences in our relationship that we build with the practice itself and what it means for us, what we experience as those who are cultivating um, universal life force energy and how we direct and use that universal life force energy within our lives. So then you have people who will take tradition and then feel guided or called to make changes to expand from where the tradition left off. Now, I want to talk about this as well, because that there's also value in that. And there are a lot of people who are, um, uh, we'll say they're purists. <laughs> they are the ones that uphold tradition. A lot of them frown upon any adjustments being made. And I'm not saying to agree with me or not, but I want to share with you my point of view on this. One, I think, and I, I'm only going to use Reiki as an example because it's something not a lot of us um, practice in common. So I often think when people get too rigid in their view about how Reiki was practiced and staying in those exact parameters of what was taught in um, 1922 <laughs> is that one, the world was different there, then times were different um, culturally. There are a lot of differences. All of that is true. But I also believe, and not just with Yusui Sensei, but with all kinds of teachers and philosophers, like say even Carl Jung, anyone who has passed and is like Einstein, right? If they have had they had the opportunity to live for another 50 years beyond their time of death, who knows how their work would have evolved. And so I say that to say, oftentimes those of us that have tradition passed down to us, there are some people who feel called and inspired to share how the, the work is evolving through them <clears throat> and share how the work is 
um, expressing through them in a very personalized way, but sharing it in a way um, of um, for the benefit of others. Like, let me share with you what I have experienced through Reiki with Reiki that may not have necessarily been in class, but it's something that may support you. And I say that because it supported me. And again, who's to say if Yasui Sensei, if he had an opportunity to live 50 more years, who knows if he would have evolved in the practice itself? Who knows what else would have come through him through consistent practice with the techniques that he taught and what he was using? Because the truth of the matter is all of this work, it does, it changes us. And any of you have, who have been practicing, no matter the length of time, I'm sure you could recognize in your own life, it's this constant evolution. It's this constant growth. You don't reach a point and then just go like, ah, well, that was it. This is as far as it takes me. No, you can go as deep into these practices, as deep into these philosophies and teachings as you allow and as far as you will um, commit to showing up to apply. So if you think back to when you first took your first Reiki class, and again, thank goodness some of the traditions were upheld, that people are very um, committed to upholding tradition because that information was then available to be passed down to you. And then from that, from those original teachings and practices, you applied every day and started to notice shifts in your perspectives, changes, and maybe what your desires are, changes in maybe your level of attachment, changes in behavior, changes in mindset. Over time, you just notice this transformation that is occurring within you and also in how you are engaging with the external world. So I will use me for an example. Um, I have been practicing now, how old am I? At least 11 years, right? And when I first started, I saw myself much differently than I see myself now. When I first started this, I was someone who was suppressing my emotion, although I wasn't consciously aware that's what I was doing. It was just a pattern that I had. It was just a way of dealing and coping and experiencing the world based on how I was raised and what I was told and what I was taught. I also had um, so many different beliefs that I no longer have. There were a lot of things about me at the beginning of this that I have watched evolve and change over these years, and it hasn't ever stopped. And anything that I believe today, I, because of this work, what I understand is that the way I understand something today may not be the way that I understand it a year from now. And so I started with these foundational tools traditions and teachings that were passed down, I applied them, took them in. And then what started to evolve for me was an understanding of energy in a different way, an understanding of myself in a different way, an understanding of my mind in a different way, a different relationship with my mind and emotion, my body, a different relationship with self-love as well as my love for humanity, everything, all the layers, constantly shifting, changing and expanding. But in that, what I share has also changed. So at the very core, people who study uh, Reiki with me or take Reiki classes, yes, I stick to the foundation 
the traditions that have been passed down to me as they have been passed down to me. I am very clear about what has been passed down to me. But an extension of that, I also share beyond the teachings as they were passed down to me based on my firsthand experience. So I don't throw tradition out the window. And I also don't shy away from the evolution of how these foundational practices can shift and change us and bring us into deeper awareness and deeper understanding. And so I just want you to um, have some consideration for yourself around that. Like, are you someone who is very rigid and like, no, this is the absolute way. And while there's nothing wrong with that, again, if that's how you feel called to practice and that's what you feel called to do, high five up top, thank goodness again, there are people that make sure that that tradition is upheld and maintained. But if you are very rigid in that, I just want you to have some consideration. Just think about, could that potentially potentially cause you to box in or limit your own practice in any way? Does your belief or rigidity even around that prevent you from expanding beyond the space that you're in at this time? Or is it something that you feel continues to help you to expand and evolve as well? Because either could be true. Like someone could be someone who just simply practices meditation every day. They don't add any salt. They don't add any pepper. They do the same thing day in, day out. And they may say that that has had a um, significant impact on their life. Now, it may be something that they reached a cap and now they're maintaining that they're maintaining this level of peace and clarity but maybe they could potentially go beyond that maybe you don't want to go beyond that <laughs> and maybe you do there is no right or wrong but i just want you to have some consideration around the value of tradition but also what does it mean or what does it look like where we allow ourselves to evolve through tradition. Another thing with the Hierophant is, you know, this idea of, I often think of this as how the above, how higher consciousness is actually translated and passed down to us here in the material realm. And again, for many, it is translated through religion. What the upper realm, higher consciousness, God, all there is, what that means, how you're supposed to interact with this essence. A lot of that is handed down through the tradition of religion or um, other cultural practices or beliefs and so on. And again, that is great. Like some people, it is, it would, it's what gives them like their moral compass. For some people it is what helps them feel um, some sense of peace, love, whatever it may be. Everything is different for everyone and everything is not for everyone. There's nothing wrong with the tradition. But the Hierophant also asks, are we just taking the information in at a surface level? So again, I want you to think about what you practice. Did you just take in what your teacher said? Do you just go with what you read in a book? Or do you apply and see how this actually works through you personally? And what does that mean? And then are you able to, or even are you even meant to go beyond the veil of tradition? 
So it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, and I've said this several times and several times in the alchemy circle, that saying that, you know, wisdom is hidden in plain sight. Like, yes, we're given a lot of information. The Hierophant will pass on a lot of information to you. But if you just take it and don't really do much with it, where is the wisdom in the information or the knowledge that was given? Whereas in your practice, I'm sure a lot of you know now, if you go just beyond the class and what was given to you, but you actually apply, you actually practice, you actually put this into expression through your daily life, that's where the real wisdom is. That's where the real transformation occurs. And again, it's not necessarily what you were taught in class, but you were given the tools to get the work done. So it's important a lot of times to remember that tradition and what's handed down to us again can oftentimes just be the foundation. And you weren't necessarily meant to only dance in the foundation, but use those tools to build. So how are you building? How are you pouring into you? And then what is it teaching you about you? In this card, I don't know if you all can see, there's the Hierophant. He's like the teacher, the Pope. And there are two students down here. I told everyone in the alchemy circle, consider yourself all three characters in this card. You are the student, you're learning all the time. One of these students may just be taking information in blindly and at surface level as true. Another one of the students is going to apply and see what feels right and true and also learn through direct experience. And then you're also the hierophant. You are teaching others by example. You are teaching others and feeding information to others just through conversation, through daily life, as a mentor, as a teacher, but even just as a friend. We are constantly learning in exchange um, with each other. We are teaching, again, just by, you know, people observing how we behave and what we say and how we speak, how we make people feel, you know, we influence each other all the time. So in this, we can consider the traditions that we may want to uphold, what has been passed down to us that does feel right and true, and that our traditions or teachings that have been passed down that really do apply and feel in alignment to us or, or even we apply and it has really shaped who we know ourselves to be versus which things have been passed down, which beliefs and teachings perhaps no longer serve us. You could have grown out of some things or which things have you needed to take with a grain of salt and say, yeah, this part feels right, but maybe I understand it in a different way now. This is the last example I'll give <laughs> with the understanding in a different way. When I was first taught about the Reiki symbols, they were um, explained to me in a very flat way. They just felt like these things that were to be used in session only. And then as I kept practicing um, working with the symbols, primarily in session with others, I started to recognize that there was even like a consciousness to the symbols, a feeling, a frequency to the symbols. And so I allowed myself to explore that beyond what was actually taught to me. And I took note of what those experiences were and what it is, how I was starting to see and understand the Reiki symbols themselves. 
And then sometime down the line, I fortunately came across other teachers who did have more information about the symbols. And while they didn't necessarily um, express exactly what my experience was, what they said went deeper than the information I was given initially. And so with the blend of learning from others, never being set in, oh, I know now and I don't need to learn anything else. You're already (laughs) setting yourself up for failure. Always being willing to know, maybe I don't know. And maybe my understanding can't evolve. That is key in this work. That is key on this path. So I was very fortunate to meet other teachers along the way and people who um, through their teachings, there was more resonance and alignment with what it was I was experiencing personally. But the key was I was experiencing personally. I was also practicing and doing the work. So I didn't have to take what teachers told me blindly. Some of what they said I could resonate with because of my direct experience. Some of what they said didn't resonate with me and I didn't need to argue that with them. I understood they had their point of view and I could have my own and that was okay. But my practice and my work was about me and my own evolution, just like yours is about you and your evolution. So make sure to have consideration and even some gratitude for what you have learned the teachers who have shown up in your life in many forms, the traditions that have been passed down that have taught us so much, but also recognizing where we may want to evolve (laughs) through it all, how we can and which things we just want to keep as is. It's up to you. It's your path. It's your way. So um, just wanted to have a conversation of always, as always, I just like to have you have some consideration about your personal practice, about your personal work, because your path is personal to you. And it's not necessarily going to look like anyone else's and only you can figure that part out for yourself. So let the Hierophant be a great teacher for all of us. And I will see you all very soon. Bye for now. Okay, beautiful alchemist, I want to thank you so much for being here today. I would love to hear your thoughts, anything that came up for you, or anything you would like to share with me about your personal practice. So you can, of course, join us in the Alchemy Circle, or you can send me a message. You can email me through my website, and I am pretty good about responding. So you can find more ways to contact me or to join the Alchemy Circle by going to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. And again, we will be meeting every day in September to practice Reiki together. So I would love to see you there. But no matter what, I hope that this episode has given you some food for thought on your path. And remember to always journey in love.